Guys, welcome back to No Ride Around. Uh, we are at E3 Fitness World Headquarters. That's a very yeah. That's like saying I'm drinking uh, I'm drinking World Headquarter Nixon coffee right now. Well, you know, there's dude. I like that though. World Headquarters. It actually, in light of recent news, right? This is headquarters. Exactly. We're opening up a location in Columbus, Ohio. Whoop. Um, so that's gonna be cool. So yeah, we are. We're at headquarters. We're at E3 right now. Yeah. Um, ask me how I'm doing. Oh, Harley, how you doing? I'm a little crusty. Okay, so I kind of think I know why you're crusty, but why are you crusty? Um, I got pulled over on my bicycle yesterday, and um, I'm not, you know, anybody, so Morrison, Colorado. Hang on a second. Yeah. You're riding a bicycle, and you're pulled over by a police officer. Correct, in a vehicle, uh, in a truck. Cop car pulls you over yep. on your bike. Mm-hmm. Why? Uh, failure to stop at a stop sign. You reminded them you were on a bike. Well, I tried Wait, to. were you on an e-bike? I was not. I was not. Uh, damn it. Um, technically, that bike needed batteries to be able to go. But that's only because you have the fancy pants yeah, shifting. Yeah, yeah, well. So you weren't. Yeah, you weren't I wasn't on an e-bike. Okay. Um, but uh, so Morrison, Colorado is a great little town, and it's kind of the gateway to a bunch of good mountain biking. Um, but the cops there are bored. Well, there's f- like five intersections. There's five intersections. And anybody who's gone mountain biking at any of the trails that you access through Morrison knows that these uh, little town mall cop glorified sheriff people. Um, Who have the nicest cars. Well, that's just it. They're one of these, you know, okay. So first of all, I support police. I think they do a hard job. They're... Nobody is ever calling the cops because they're having a great day. Nobody ever calls the cops and says, hey, just want to let you know everything's super great. Like, right, right, <laughs> right. They're constantly dealing with fires. Yeah, so, uh, no, that's the firemen. The police are the other Gotcha. Thing. Yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> that type of stuff. Um, so, you know, it's, this isn't an anti-cop thing. This is a there's better things to focus on thing. And me rolling through a stop sign is probably, I would prioritize that pretty low Compared to, you know, all the people up in Red Rocks that were getting high and hopping in their vehicles or all the people in cars that were, you know, buzzing by me on the road. How do you not laugh when a cop car pulls you? Like when she walks up to you or he walks up to you, uh, when they walk up to you and they're like, hey, do you know why I pulled you over? And how are you just not laughing? Like, I don't know. My new, my moose knuckle was too hard. My spandex is public indecent exposure. I don't know. what. Why? I, uh, I, I. I knew why she, she pulled me over. I knew. I saw. So, and that's the thing about these Morrison cops is they, they have like three places that they post up. And as I rolled through the stop sign, I was like, they're going to come get me. But I knew it wasn't for speeding. But everybody, every cyclist wants a speeding ticket on their bicycle. Yeah, come get some. I would have <laughs> gone for the triple. The speeding, Eva- failure to yield, and evading, evading. police. Yeah. So I, I, there's a brief moment. And I think any like red-blooded American, when they see the lights, has a brief instinctual moment of, do I run? Yeah, no, absolutely. The pit stomach drop, is it the same? Like in a car, every time I see the lights behind me, I'm like, ugh. But then on a bike, I, again, I would be, I would like laugh. 
laugh. I super duper thought about it, but I, uh, I was in, you know, base camp cyclery gear, you know, pretty identical. And I was on a bike and, you know. Yeah. I mean, even though you had electric <laughs> shifting, you're not going to beat. I'm not going to beat a cop car. Um, but yeah, so um, the thing that was, I did ask her, I was like, hey, you know, or when she, she pulled up, she did say, do you know why I pulled you over? And knowing fully well, I was like speeding. She's like, no. <laughs> 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 um, the frustrating thing, the most frustrating thing for me is Colorado state law um, allows for something called an Idaho stop, which allows bicyclists to treat stop signs as yield signs. So as long as you slow down and check and don't just blow through the intersection, um, you're allowed to not stop at a stop sign. This is the first time in a conversation I've ever been told that something I do organically <laughs> is actually legal. Well, the problem is, is Colorado State passed it as an optional law. Okay. So it's not just like they wrote it and every county, municipality, city, town, village, whatever has to follow it. It's written in such a way that you can the state law or the, uh, the, the lawmakers for a given County can uh, choose to adopt it or not. So, and who knows who I did, did you know, like, how do you know? Right? The greatest source of my frustration right now is that I knew it was a law and I knew it was something that was, um, an option. And I kind of just took it for granted that somewhere as busy as Jeffco with as many cyclists would just let that be a thing. Now, right. ignorance of the law, all that, I get it. Um, but there's no getting home hopped on the computer. Cause I'm like, I'm for sure fighting a $50 ticket. Cause I have way more time than these people do. <laughs> uh, watch me not watch one more episode of this show. <laughs> Crush so, you. Totally. Um, uh, but, uh, I, uh, there's no good resource online whatsoever to find out what counties it's, it's upheld in and not. You so. can like find out online how to do an at-home sex change operation, but you can't find out whether or not cannot you can coast a stop sign. Exactly. So, um, Dude, that's crazy. So, uh, you know, again, credit to the officer. She was polite. She asked me how my ride was and where I rode from. Like she wasn't rude. Everybody was very polite. I said, yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. Thank you. Uh, took my lumps like a good boy, but I think they could have prioritized the crime in Morrison a little bit better. And, uh, so hang on here. I ride a lot as well. Um, so George P. Schmidt. I'm sorry, what'd you get on you? Yeah, uh, that was, uh, every now and then my dad would play a joke on us and be like, hey dad, and he got home or something, he's like, oh, I'm not your dad, I'm George, and you can see why I endurance race now. But uh, <laughs> George P. Schmidt was the name he would use for the pseudo, like, alter uh, personality. So why it. not, like, she, you know, trumps up like, do you know why I pulled you over? My name's George P. Schmidt. I ain't got an idea. Yeah, uh, you know, because you don't have an idea on you when you're riding a bike. I know, and I did, and I. Uh, I you don't did know. have an idea. Yeah, you? I did. Oh, you did. I did. She asked me, and she's like, "Do you have your idea on you while you ride?" I was like, oh, "God, you know, like." And the hilarious thing, so this will require a little bit of a rewind. Everybody's chip on their credit card is broken. Everybody's right. Okay. And yeah. So I started using Apple Pay, like a month ago, and in four weeks of using. Apple Pay, I have now become completely indignant when people don't take it. Never <laughs> used it before. <laughs> I, this makes sense now. We, when we were in Breckenridge for the Firecracker, yeah. where you had to swing by a little market, yeah. and you're like, they're not going to take Apple Pay. Yeah. And even then, like little... Because I stopped riding with my wallet because I was yeah. like, Apple Pay. Like, my life changed once I started using Apple Pay. Right. Uh, no longer carry ID. 
but then two rides, I stopped at the uh, at a coffee shop on a bike path, and they don't take it. And uh, I was like, well, this was literally the first ride I'd done in two weeks with my driver's license on me. Yeah, you know, I would wonder. Could, so would, now I don't forever will never ride with my driver's license ever again. Will you give a false name? Uh, God, I don't know. I I ask you this because I learned a lesson. I don't know if it's the same lesson for you. I was younger. I was in my 20s. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I got pulled over on my bike by another bike. So like a cop on it, which... <laughs> Nowadays. Yeah, like, so I'm sitting here. As you know, we're inside my gym where uh, I teach people how to be badasses. And to this day, I still feel a little bit like a fraud because I let a bike cop pull me over on my bike. <laughs> no one full damn and well that I could smoke this dude on his best day. Right. But I got pulled over, and I have I have carried it with me, and so I have on a few occasions blasted through intentionally in front of police, and I'll never like I'll never I'm the dude in the action movie. That, I'm not going back. Yeah, never going back, you know? man. Like going out in the ball, go, yeah. flame and glory. Yeah, I'm not going back. So if it happens again, like are you going to rewind the tape and do the same thing, or do you just say I don't know, George I, P. I, Schmidt? I do think I'm just a little bit too law-abiding of assistant to. You yeah. know, you know what I mean? Like, I no, don't know. I, I it's know. not worth the potential trouble. Like I, I, I do have to say at the the point I'm at in my life and the age of I am now, you do, I think, get a better sense for like how worth it is yeah. to like maybe get caught. No, no, I know. <laughs> but if you ever want to PR, if you ever want to PR that section through Morrison, yeah. run from the cops. Yeah. I'm sure you're going to get oh. like Taruki's like, Hey, I need you doing intervals. Yeah. I know how to do them. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. It was frustrating. And, and like I said, I'm not trying to hate on cops. Um, although the, the cops in Morrison are basically just mall cops. Yeah. I, when you, when you message, don't ride your bike that fast. Yeah. When you message that, I was like, Oh no, I, cause I've been there. And again, yeah. it still makes, I still feel a little, a little weak. Yeah. Not saying you're weak. Yeah, not, I mean, I was a bike cop by a bike cop. Yeah. So I'm not saying that by you. Uh, I just stopped and I was like, Oh, what do you need? I got three tickets when I got mine. Also, not for nothing, now, to kind of contradict my support of police officers in general, there are enough videos of cops, like, coming unhinged because it's you caught them on the wrong day and doing crazy shit. Yeah, and... There's a video of a cop here in Colorado that ran a cyclist over at a three-way stop sign because he was texting. Oh, my. And it was the cyclist's like the co- No, but the, the cyclist, like, what the... The, the cyclist had... Um, cameras because that's what you have to do to ride road bikes nowadays. Yeah, seriously. And when he, he, he didn't run like the, the, the cyclist didn't get sucked under the car or anything like the, the, the bike rider was fine. Bike was not, but he turned around and his point of view camera that was mounted on him saw the cop inside, you know, face down in his phone. And the cyclist was like, you know, basically what the fuck are you doing? And the cop was like, don't worry about what I'm doing. This is cop business. You don't need to worry about it. So there's that reality too. Yeah, no. I. So you run was, from that yeah. guy. If you run for that guy, all of a sudden he's going to light and siren you and then just run you over yeah, to get you just, to stop. Yeah, and shoot you, shoot out your rear tire. So, so there's that reality too. So, you know, again, in weighing out all these possible scenarios, really taking a $50 slap on the wrist that I'm for sure going to fight. Uh, Maybe yesterday was... Yesterday must have been cop after bikes day. We didn't get to chat about this, but as you're telling the story, I'm remembering I rode yesterday with Case. Mm-hmm. Um, we just did like a round town roadie, which, by the way, I hope Case is listening. Uh, 
Do you know the single greatest benefit behind a road bike? What's the single greatest benefit of owning a road bike? The ride starts where you start. Exactly. Accessibility, right? Like mm -hmm. you leave the house. So I call up Case, I text him like, hey man, I'm going to go for a recovery ride. My legs are kind of trashed from the week and um, let's go spin it around. He's like, dude, it's great. I got to do a few things. Awesome. Let's meet up. It is now like 40 minutes later and I'm pedaling laps around Wash Park. My like, dude, where are you? He goes, well, where do you want to meet? At E3 or what? And I go, no, like. Are you loading up your you car? Like, yes. I oh go, where goodness. are you? He goes, well, I'm driving on Colorado. I go, you're driving with your road bike on your car. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Well, I wanted to meet. Anyhow, uh, long story long. I, like, I said, just turn where you are right now. And I was like, what street is that? Seventh. Cool. Stop at race and park and start riding. <laughs> like, dude, you missed <laughs> the whole point. Just find a parking spot. Yeah, like this is the whole point of, anyhow, we're riding on the Cherry Creek Trail and a, uh, another biker went by me and he goes, hey, dude, slow down. They're, they're metering up there. And I did. I went by and there was a, a officer yeah. so, radar. Uh, so like we all slowed down and I'm riding my brakes yeah. at 16, which is speeding. Mm -hmm. She's like, you got to go slower. I'm like, I'm literally riding my brakes. I guess it's downhill. Like I can't go slower. Yeah, like I, I could walk the bike. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that brings up a whole other batch of, of things we don't have time to really talk about today. But that's, uh, like, I'm not mad about that. Like, it sucks. It's annoying. Like, you are you know how to handle a bike, but a lot of people don't. No, it is true. And there were, like, nine different modes of transportation yeah. on that stretch of trail. Hey, no scooters on the bike paths, people. Dude, Dude, Dude. I'm going to lose my mind. Dude, so <laughs> uh, a buddy of mine, he's, a, he's pretty fast on the road bike. He, he came to me super proud, by the way. And this is like a grown, he's in his 30s, he's an engineer. Yeah. Right? He probably has insurance like on everything. Right? Yeah. So he's responsible. He's a responsible adult. Yeah. He comes to me and he goes, dude, guess what I did? Like, what? <laughs> Man, I just freaking Jackie Chan a scooter into the river. So he's now taking it upon himself to every scooter he sees, he's kicking it into the plat. I, uh, <laughs> yes, I support that 100%. Um, I'm not going to name names because, um, you know, law enforcement might, might be tracking this FBI. Yeah, well, after you, yeah, after me, they get into it. um, but I do know somebody that when they see any electric scooter, it goes in the closest trash receptacle they can find. That's amazing. <laughs> they are a nuisance, a yeah. wild nuisance. Yeah. Yesterday I saw them running stop signs, stop lights. I saw yeah. them not paying attention. They're texting and scootering and, yeah. and like, I mean, it's, it is bad. And, and, I, and I think, over. you know, to circle back, and we'll put a, we'll finish up the, the talk about Rantings. law enforcement and, and ranting and get into some fun stuff. But, I, you know, again, that's just another thing that, that like brings the, the whole thing of is it was me rolling a stop sign or any cyclist rolling a stop sign, really the biggest infraction. Is that really the best? Is that why you joined law enforcement? Right. Is that what got you through is that school? That was what got through, you real stoked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what do you want to do when you grow up? Yeah. I want to pull over guys in tights and styrofoam buckets yeah. on their that's, heads. <laughs> that's what I want to do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That can't be a life fulfilling moment no. for her. So we'll move on. Um, that was enough about that. Uh, we, we've had some really, really cool, um, community interaction stuff happening, man. You know, we, so for those of us, for those of you that have been tracking us on our, on our website, again, we do have a website up. If you hop on there, you'll see it. Uh, but we've, we've got a lot of gear out now, mm -hmm. racing kits, mountain bike jerseys. Um, we'll talk about junk here in a bit with the headband. So we've got a lot of stuff out. And so it's been cool because now people who uh, are either our friends or part of our community or people that we're able to directly influence are now sending us photos or sharing with us kind of them doing cool things in no ride around gear. And it's just, I think giving them a platform to share more of what they're doing. 
Yeah. And it's awesome because we're seeing cool stuff. We are. Um, I, we met, we had the opportunity to meet, um, a guy named Sebastian who is, um, a crank brothers brand expert. And we took him for a ride and he's been, he was super excited about what we were doing. Um, and I didn't even know until he posted on social media that like he bought a Jersey. Yeah. I thought, so I saw it and I thought you bought him the Jersey. Nope. Yeah, that's amazing. He bought it all, and he saw us like, hey, this is a thing, and took it with his own money and bought one. And then is like, this is a guy that travels all over the country teaching people about Crank Brothers stuff. Um, and obviously, he's been hired as an influencer. And so to see somebody that's not in the circle. Yeah. No matter how big the circle is, I guess he's technically in the circle these days. Uh, yeah, but like not somebody that we. Yeah, are, it's not somebody I interact yeah. with weekly or monthly. Right. Um, so that was kind of cool. Um, and then uh, your uncle Derek. Dude, by the way, so we have a new award. It's going to be awarded right now. Okay. We haven't discussed this, but you're already on board. I'm on board. Okay, so we have an award. We're going to award uh, in the, this the 2019 Comeback Rider of the No Ride Around Year. Okay. So of all the listeners of the podcast and of our people here at E3 and at Basecamp and everywhere, um, <clears throat> the one rider who's exhibited the most growth in 2019 is my Uncle Derek. Okay. Okay. He has moved on from the 2001 Lightspeed 26-inch oh, yeah. wheel bike. New bike year. 29er. Carbon. He's got a cool track. Okay. Did he get a dropper? Dropper post. What? He put a Synchros 2.0 on. Yeah. Himself, I mean, he's an, yeah, engin- he's he's an engineer. engineer also. So Which doesn't everybody. automatically mean you know how to put on bike parts. No, <clears> but <throat> you do it all yourself. Uh, for so, better or for worse. <laughs> dropper post, okay? And uh, took it to the next level over the last two months. Uh, his commute to work's 30 miles each way. And he's done two commutes per week to and from work, so round trip. So he's got 120 miles round trip just in two rides. Yeah. He does it, he does it every week. Yeah. Um, and he's trying to beat these times. And Yeah, I, I've seen him on Strava. Yeah. He's like, what was his goal time like? So, he, he, yeah, he had a goal time under 100 minutes. Yeah. Um, but in order to do that, you know, his route requires him. He's got him. stops. And- yeah, there's stops. And then there's, one, there's only one bridge you can cross the Mississippi on and on a bicycle, and it's the Arsenal, and it's Rock Island Arsenal, which – uh, is like a big terrorist target place because it's a weapon. It's a weapons place, right? It's an arsenal, and they have this bridge that swings open and swings shut. So he might hit it where the bridge is. You know, you can pass over it. He's got to time it. Yeah, it's just so. Well, and just get lucky. Yeah. So anyhow, his training's been crazy. But yeah, dude, new bike, dropper post, and then I get the coolest message from him on Friday, and it's him standing at the finish line of the Wausau Twenty Four, mm-hmm. which him and I have raced a couple of times together as a two man team. And he did it this year on his own, 12-man solo. He's in the men's masters, so all 40 and plus mm-hmm. for that race. Um, he freaking took second place, dude, yeah. out of a field of 22. For his birthday, right? It, on his birthday. Pretty, like, what do you do for your birthday? Oh, you go out to dinner. We'll have yeah. some friends over. What does Uncle Mental do? Uncle Mental goes, does a bike race solo, 12 hours, rides like 112 miles, and takes second place now. I had been watching his race uh-huh. and, you know, halfway through, seven hours through or so, he was behind quite a bit and just stayed captain consistent and ended up taking over fourth and then third and then second. So he came from seventh place to second place. Dude's a beast. Dude, is unbelievable. You know, Love and it. we're in route of, you know, he's going to do LaRuta this year. So yeah. this was a huge feather. Super proud. Yeah. Um, dude, he's going to probably kill LaRuta. Dude, it, listen, 
it's like any, anytime you see some dude with sinewy muscle and like a grizzled face, you're just like, dude, <laughs> yeah. you're a beast. Yeah. That's that. So yeah. Unbelievable. Super cool. Super cool. Um, for him. And then, um, the very first, like real two way interaction we've had, we've got a super sick email from, uh, this guy named Gary, um, through the, through the no ride around website. Yeah. Huge shout out to this guy. The nuts and bolts of it, I, I won't read it to you guys the whole thing necessarily, but uh, the nuts and bolts of it are that, uh, that will I'll read it. So, hey guys, uh, I have listened to every episode so far. Great inspiration for me. So much to say, but we'll keep it short. I'm in Roger's age group. Roger, Roger, Roger. Uh, room breaks, no drop or seat post. 62-year-old retired firefighter. Uh, got out of MTB racing back in 1999 due to a traumatic brain injury, which those are not easy to get over. Nope. You actually <laughs> um, don't ever get over. Yeah. <laughs> um, and several other broken bones. Uh, his wife recently passed away from cancer, and he decided life was too short. He's using, uh, he's using a MyZone as well, and it's his only training partner. <laughs> uh, he uh, raced his fat bike at the, what is that? The Berkey fat bike race. Uh, anyway, uh, just a huge shout out to that guy for reaching out to us and thanks for the support and thanks for listening. And, um, yeah, man, I don't know a lot. It's, what else to say? I mean, I think a lot of people have asked us, both of us, like, why are you, why are you doing a podcast? Yeah. Um, and you know, back when we started it, um, we had the same conversation and I was like, well, I know what's on this side of the door. Let's just open the door and see what's on the other side of the door. And it's cool shit like that. Dude, I tell you, it's, you know, we can get, so you get into your own thing. It doesn't matter what your thing is. You could be into pruning bonsai trees, right? Like whatever it is that you get into, it's very easy to be like, man, I'm so into this. And you understand your passion behind it. But somebody outside looking in is like, yeah, dude, whatever, you prune trees. You know, like I'm not, (laughs) don't really get it, you know? (laughs) Like, uh, but even if you don't get what people are crazy passionate about, if you don't understand why we're dorks about cycling, for you to be able to hear a story like that and be like, wow, like, sure, it's about bikes, whatever, but it's connecting, right? This guy found enough purpose in his life through what we do and what we share and that he wanted to share that also and that we can be a part of it. Like, we don't know him. Yeah. But to be able to be a part of that, and, and that is where you're like, real impact is not about your scalable business or the app-based coaching program maybe you develop, you know? Um, the human experience is, that is connection. And we're, it sounds like we're doing this through a podcast yeah. to somebody we've never met and probably never will meet, which yeah. is awesome. Although, Gary, if you ever come to Colorado, we'll take you for a ride. Heck yeah, we will. Speaking of, I was, uh, and we'll get into that later, but I was up at Nationals last week, and I'm sitting at the start-finish line, and I'm watching some of the coolest races, and we'll talk about it later. I, it was awesome. But sitting there and I'm watching the races and I have my laptop up and I'm hot spotted and I'm like, I'll just work here, which was so cool. And I have my laptop up with a no rider on sticker on it. And this guy, Mike comes over and he goes, Hey man, uh, sorry to interrupt you. I know you're working, but I just want to tell you, dude, I love the podcast. And I'm like, what? Sitting here on the (laughs) sideline, you know? And I, Oh, he saw, I had a base camp shirt on and he saw the sticker connected, but old customer of yours and similar story broke his neck had uh, had artificial discs put in. Mm-hmm. Now is back on the bike. They're watching some people that he knows race. He's not racing, but he's out riding all the time. Loves listening and loves you know the the stuff that we cover. And I just sat there and like when he walked away, 
uh, I guess if I was a little more in touch with myself, I probably would have let a tear roll down the cheek. And I go, <laughs> yeah, okay, to my wife. Yes, I spent countless hours and I don't make any money doing this. But this guy yeah. and I had a conversation. We had a connection because of it. Yeah. And no, it's, it's been really fun. Um, and I, I, I'm excited that it's, it's gaining momentum and people are... Sometimes you feel like we can, we can look at our, the tools that we have and see how many listens we have. But sometimes it can just feel like it's just going out into the vacuum right? a little bit. Like even though we can see like, oh, you've got 80 listens on this episode or whatever the case is. So just creating, having more of that two-way interaction has been a, a recent development and, and something I found like pretty cool. And actually with that piggybacking on that, I'm going to make a request. For those of you listening, you know, hopefully you've listened to a few of our episodes or if you haven't, go back and kind of look at the different titles and maybe something that would speak to you. But if you know someone who, who you think would enjoy, like, please share this. You know, yeah. we oftentimes can get very siloed and selfish in our own, like what we're into, mm-hmm. you know, and you don't share it just because you don't necessarily think about it. So actively asking you guys to think about, hey, who would you want to share this with? Just shoot them an episode because you never know what can trigger someone. Yeah. You know, I yeah. did a nutrition coaching session this morning with a, a young girl. She's awesome, um, but has been struggling mightily with just understanding how, why her body's not moving the way she wants it to. Um, she's not even a member here, but she's a friend of a member here. Mm-hmm. And the friend was like, dude, you need to talk to this guy. Not that I know something that every pe- people don't, but I have a tool here to measure where she's at. And I have a straightforward attitude about what she could do. And we sat for an hour and a half and you know, she's pouring tears down her face, but now left with like actionable items that never would have happened if it wasn't a friend of a friend to refer, right. you know? Yeah. And so please like share us in that way. Yeah, definitely. Because um, this isn't—it's not about bikes. No, no. It's you know the the we did our show notes today, and I I just was like, there's so much cool community stuff happening. Like I, I really wanted to focus on that. Yeah, I think uh, at least great. a little bit. Um, and then one last final shout out to uh, to Alex for uh, encouraging the hashtag ride to the ride. Dude, I loved uh, it. Yeah. So he did that, and then I had to go and go do the same thing, and I took a picture in the same spot, and and all that. So. Uh, we're going to do one of these episodes coming up. We're going to do our own rules. Um, and I think one of mine is going to be whenever possible, ride to the ride. Man, I think, <laughs> yeah. When he, he posted that and he almost posted it like we had planned to do a hashtag ride to the ride. No, nope, we did, did it. He did it. And, uh, dude, that guy's awesome too. Yeah. So yeah, another great community. I mean, I think yeah. that's a lot of it is just the community aspect of all this. Um, it is. It's neat. So, um, well, let's move along a little bit. Oh no, no, we got one more community thing. Sorry. Um, oh, yeah. E3 had a pretty big event this weekend. Yeah, no, we, uh, so each year we do a 14er hike. And we so, do a, like a summer thing and a winter thing. Yeah, right? we, do a, we do a winter snow strike and then we do a summer 14er. And the 14ers always, so for those of you that aren't familiar, it's a, a peak over 14,000 feet. Here in Colorado, we have 54 official 14ers. Um, there's like 58 total. But every year I take a group up and lead a group up on a 14er hike. It's one of those check the box things if you live in Colorado. Um, you'd be surprised by how many people are native. Coloradans and have never done one. So this year we did a little closer hike. We did Grays and Tories. So it was the double peak and it's not far out of town, like an hour drive, hour 20 drive. So we had a huge amount of people. We ended up with 36 people hiking in of which I think two dozen had never done a 14er before. So we had people that were out there for the very first time. And no matter how hard a 14er is ranked, it's, t- it's a lot of walking and there's a lot of uphill. So yeah. it ended up in only eight miles, you climb 3,600 feet of elevation. So you have people out there above tree line, looking at mountain goats running along you and columbine flowers blowing up in the valley and 
you're just out there. And it was, it was a hell of an experience to, to share that with a lot with of a people. a big crew. Yeah. Like a big group. Yeah. Like I said, like 36 people was massive. Yeah. And we broke every forest service rule because you're not supposed to have groups that large, but, uh, gave no F's. And uh, did anybody get a ticket? Prove we're friends. Uh, unfortunately, or fortunately for us, uh, unlike Harley, we all ran, so uh, <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't get a ticket. We but, need like uh, Judas Priest playing in the background on this one. <laughs> I uh, I gotta admit though, so Friday was nationals, so I raced Friday afternoon, and yeah. then I had to drive <laughs> had to right go. to the trailhead, and we camped. I took my mom camping that night, and we camped kind of backcountry, and dude, the hike smut so all fitness is different mm-hmm. right and so yeah. if you ride a bike a lot it's pretty easy to ride a bike and i don't hike 14 as much anymore because i I've you did done them all. all so i'm done i'm um, <laughs> never doing another so one i do one i do once a year for yeah. e3 my quads and calves are so smoked which is why yesterday was like a recovery ride right then you get on the bike and you forget about because you're recovery on recovery what yeah and so you just hammer yeah. um dude i'm so sore from the freaking, I was like, why Just do I do this to myself? Friday, race nationals. Saturday, race, or two 14ers. Hike two 14ers. Sunday, quote unquote, air, big, biggest air quotes you can muster, recovery ride. Yeah. 32 mile recovery <laughs> ride. I looked at, so Case joined me right now, I look yeah. at our MyZone date afterwards, and he was just nuked in the yellow, like high 80s the whole time. He's like, thanks for the recovery ride. Oh, that's funny. But yeah, no, super cool. Again, you don't have to be into hiking or even into a gym space, but the community feel of being out there yeah. with like-minded people. Uh, and this one seems like it was relatively drama-free. Nobody got lost. Didn't no, we lose somebody last year? Yeah. <laughs> or almost yeah. lost somebody. No, like, yeah. Uh, physically lost them, not like they died. No, we... Like, yeah. couldn't find them. <laughs> Could have been there. It was a bad deal. Yeah, no, there was zero drama. The only thing... I think that potentially... One of the members said, hey, can you bring like stereos on hikes? And now I personally don't um, bring... Like, man, if you want to listen to music, that's put it. an earbud in. Well, here's the thing, though. You know, man, if you want to do your life and you're on your terms, yeah. just do it. It's not that... A, like, if I'm going to hike past somebody who's listening to a, maybe a song I don't like, uh, man, you do you. I'll just hike faster past you. Yeah. Like, don't take anyone's joy. This yeah. dude loves music. So I go, yeah, man, you want to bring stereo? Yeah. Get after your bad self. Yeah. And uh, one person on the hike kind of gave him like a... Yeah, and so then I trail ran past that person, yeah. then power hiked past him, and then got right in front of him, and then slowed down. Just so they knew, like, yeah, you can scoff at my dude back there, but I will smash you. Yeah, I yeah, have yeah. that feeling. Yeah, yeah. Like, don't you can mess with me, but if you mess with somebody I care about or like yeah. a community member, Toro's coming for you. Oh, it looks like uh, we might need to take a quick little break here. Our buddy Rogers calling in for the second half of the episode. All right, we're going to cut right here, guys. We'll be right back with Rod. Oh, we're back on the show here. We got Roger now. Uh, we took a brief pause there to let Roger call in. Uh, we'll get to chatting a bit about the Breck Epic here shortly. But, dude, welcome welcome back to the show. Well, thank you for having me. <laughs> Is, uh, I don't want to have you. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so we just, uh, Raj, bring you up to speed, we were just wrapping up, kind of had a lot of really good experience with the community of No Ride Around from uh, people competing in races out of state to people reaching out to us via email to simply just bumping into people, seeing either us wearing the swag or seeing you know a sticker or something like that. And we've had some really cool experiences lately and just realizing like we're onto something and um, you know, you're hugely part of that as well because I think at the core of any good community, you have to have this nucleus and uh, of like-minded people to carry um, the same message or, you know, as the marketing nerds would say, being on brand. <laughs> and it's easy to be on brand when you're just passionate about what you're doing. Yeah. And so 
glad to have you back so we can kind of talk about some of that passion, you know? Well, I appreciate it. No, and, and I agree with you. There is something to be said about the whole concept of being on brand and really focusing on what you're good at. And yeah, I mentioned this just the other night to, I forget who I was talking to, but it's, for me, it's really cool as a, as a graphic designer to see you guys wearing the clothing and it being in all different parts of the country. Like that to me is super cool. And that stems from what you guys have built up there. Well, and I guess for anybody that doesn't know, Roger did design the, the no ride around. Yeah, it was, it was actually, it was actually a hencho in Tulsa. Yeah. Yeah. I can't spell with yeah. a hard end. That was hencho <laughs> in the back of a shop in Tulsa. <laughs> uh, anyway, so, uh, one of the things that before we get on, uh, to the, the Breck Epic side of things, um, I thought it'd be cool. You just had a, your first national championship experience, Justin, and, uh, thought we should at least cover that. Cause that's, I mean, racing for best in the country. That's a, that's a big one. You know, I, I woke up yesterday morning and from the weekend and the house was still quiet. I, my mom's in town and uh, Abby was asleep. They were both asleep. And uh, I was like, you know, I need to kind of put down. I like to do these race re recaps on the big things. And I hadn't done one since the beginning of the year with True Grit. And I sat down to write about the Nationals experience. And it is, first off, it's a, it's a wild environment because everybody there is auto filtered to the max. You know, these aren't just people that are into biking or into bike racing, but these are people who are into seeing where they stack up on, on the national right. stage. It's the, it's the greatest mm -hmm. auto filter. Yeah. Cause we've talked about that in races. Like you can talk to somebody because they're like obviously dedicated enough to riding, to just be at a bike race, to pay right. money, to go ride on a closed course. So then it's like that next level. Yeah. That, right? Now, now you, you've even filtered out the people like, I'm just giving it a shot or yeah. I don't really care how I do. Yeah. Like everyone cares how they do. <laughs> Nobody's going to nationals. Cause they're like, I mean, you know, just racing the finish. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and so to be, to be around that was very energizing, um, equally intimidating, um, when it's your first, first go around. And so, I think I spent the, the best part of my Friday morning, the race was at 1.30 on Friday. I spent the better part of Friday morning reminding myself that I, I, in my own way, deserved to be there. I mean, come on, you're state champ. No, I know. <laughs> Fair enough. You uh, know, I mean, no, I mean, that's, that's not an easy thing. Like, I think instinctively you and other people would diminish even that as being like, okay, yeah, well, like how big was the single speed field? Right, right, like, right, right. Who gives a shit? What are you state champion? <laughs> no, no, I know. And so I had had a, a very, and I, and I wrote about this in this race recap, but I had a very um, specific text message sent to me from somebody who knew that I struggled with that a little bit. Not that it's a struggle as much as it's human nature, right? Like yeah. I'm surrounded by all these people that are national champions or the best in their states from all over the country. And now they're coming here. Um, you start to forget like, well, this is my backyard and I know this area and I've been training too, you know? And so I spent the better part of the morning just reminding myself, like, heck yeah, dude, like, if not me, who, right? And so you belong here. And the coolest part was I had built up, there's a lot of, uh, you know, there's a lot of posturing at races, mm -hmm. oftentimes, especially for people that are really being competitive, like, where do I stack up? And I got all the way into the corral thinking that, and then as I sat in the corral before our race heat took off, dude, the single speed crowd are just the coolest bunch of weirdos. 
Because instead of like posturing, everyone's just like, oh, dude, you're going to be the fastest. No, you're the fastest. Oh, you know, it was just an amazing group of guys. It's the subculture within the subculture. Yeah. It, it, and it's the weirdo subculture I think I want to be a part of because it pulls the best out of me. Mm-hmm. Because then I just simply just am part of the, the crew. Like, hey, let's just all go and see our best. Like, at the end of the day, it's going to be this course and the only gear that you have. Yeah. So hope you picked right. Yeah, right. Like <laughs> hammer on and... So we had 24 riders in our in our field, and it was some of the best racing that I think I've ever done. And I challenged myself, pushed myself. I was in my throat with heart rate, and just knew like this is the time, right? This is what you went for. And super jack man, I ended up seventh uh, in the field. So yeah. to sit here today and be like, I'm top ten in the country in single speed. That's a fair statement. That's big, man. No matter what that sounds like, it's a fair statement. And I'm like, dude, that is unreal. That that's awesome and congratulations. But and I had my own bit of anxiety on Friday because um, for whatever reason the national the USAC or whatever whatever website wouldn't update the results for men's single speed. Literally everything else was updated. Oh no! And I'm like I'm texting Justin. I'm like, did you race yet? Like I'm like oh man maybe he, he probably didn't do very good. Maybe he. Maybe he's just gone radio. <laughs> <laughs> well, because after the race, I went to the 14. Yeah. And so I had no come service. to find out it was a totally like not that at all. But right. like I couldn't get the results to pull up on the website. And uh, and then you were just like radio silent. I was like, oh, man, maybe he did bad enough. He just needs like a day or two to process. Like, I don't know what happened. Like, <laughs> so it, it was. Uh, so when the race started. You know, it was a 0.2-mile climb, 0.2-mile road climb, mm-hmm. and then it ducked into single track, and then it got back to, like, some double track climbing. So, but everyone, and you knew it was going to happen, right? But right. everybody comes out, like, they're shot Just, out of a cannon, yeah. you know? And so I was ready for that. And, uh, you know, we found our way through. And at the end of the first lap, I was I was side-by-side side with a, another rider, a guy, Tony, who's super Tony's, fast. I mean, he's your local rival, right. basically. He, he's the, super single fast. speed. Well, and it's nice to say that now, yeah. but up until Friday, like he was by no means a local rival as much as he was like, oh, he's the rabbit, and I'm just like this dude way right. back here. We get done with the first lap, and we're side by side, and, and I was like, dude, I'm talking to Tony mm-hmm. after the first lap. Yeah. And then we come around second lap, and I had no idea where I'm at. I just... Just riding hard. As hard as I can, right? Like, just ride as hard. We took my power meter off my bike and just said, right. ride as hard as you can. Yeah. And uh, I come around the second lap, and they go, and here comes Justin Alley, sixth place single speed. I'm like, sixth place single speed? And now I'm, like, really freaking out. I'm like, yeah. dude, because fifth place is a podium spot right? Uh, in pro fields, right? Mm-hmm. I ended up losing two spots on lap three and, uh, and came around to lap four, and I go, I know I can get this guy, Ben, super cool dude. Um, I, I know I can get him in this techie section at the very end of the race. And so I plotted my own, like Lance Armstrong's The Move. Yeah. And I, pl- I plotted it to know exactly when it was going to happen. And we come to the very last part, last mile and a half. It's chunky, technical, rocky, steep punches. And I go, I can get him here. And I made it a point. I get right up on him and say, you know, right on your right when you get a chance, not indicating I was a single speed guy, not indicating who I was because we had leapfrogged a few times. I make the pass and I took all the breaths I could take, like filled my lungs. So when I went by, I could say, 
hey, man, this is a pretty good race, isn't it? And yeah. just go. <laughs> my, like inside, I'm freaking out. But yeah. out loud, I hey, man, it's a pretty good race, huh? Yeah, I'm having a good time. It's like the, uh, the what they say about the duck on the water is like totally calm on top and underneath the feet are just going 100 miles <laughs> yeah. an hour. That's exactly what it was. And so then I, I passed him and then he stuck to me. Ugh. And I was like, oh, you got to You got to go. Yeah. And so then I just stopped using my brakes yeah. on any of the descents. And I just was like full bore and yeah. hit the final stretch of fire road. And uh, I was about 130 RPM estimate because I don't have a power meter. Everything's off. But I get on flat ground, I get that single speed up to 23.8 miles an hour. <laughs> and I'm hauling the mail to the finish line. And I look back expecting him to be in my wings. Yeah. And he has like this long Lorenzo yeah. he looks like hair. He looks like a single speeder. Yeah, he's, yeah, he wears jorts on all of his podium shots. Yeah. And he wins tons of races. Yeah. And I look back and he's nowhere to be seen. So I just stop pedaling and throw my arms to the side. And I'm like, oh, thank God. <laughs> thank you. And coast through <laughs> thank the you, finish Jesus. line. Uh, and, and just so, dude, my mom and sister were there. Yeah, they had Team awesome. Justin shirts on. I was. Very cool. Well, I, I, was, I was. Defining I was, moment. I was glad that it wasn't what I thought it was, which was just like something went horribly wrong. So. Yeah. No, congrats I, on I the top 10, the bike, man. Melted yeah. the bike down. Yeah. Just quit bike riding. So congrats on the top 10. That's that's. Freaking huge, man! Oh, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Um, and, go and ahead. If I may, and if I may interject something, that's what you're only here for. To race that hard, only to follow up with, hey, I'm going to go knock out a 14 or just for fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the best part about obligations, like we all know, as small business owners, you don't ever think about tired, sore, fatigued, time, ability. Nope. It's obligation, right? So yeah, you just do what you have to you do. Just go. You don't. As a matter of fact, I wasn't even tired on the 14 er because yeah. there's no room for it. Right. Um, so, um, our merry little band of, of Breck Epic racers has, uh, changed a little bit since we last spoke and there's been some talk of a tattoo, <clears throat> Roger. You getting a tattoo, Roger? I'm scared. Squiggy's <laughs> um, working on a design. Is he? Um, so, um, before anybody gives, uh, Colin a hard time about this, uh, everybody on the Breck Epic, no right around, too stupid to know I can't team is fully 100% in support of his decision. Um, but Colin did decide that cross country racing was not for him. Um, he and I, I, it was after firecracker 50 and the nuts and bolts of it were something that was kind of my brainchild. And for me is bringing immense amounts of joy and fun, um, was sucking all of the fun out of riding bikes for him which does the you know it's the opposite man it's not no, the point yeah you, when something you love becomes a job uh, and it's a job that you dread yeah so um sad to to say that we won't be doing the race with colin but super super excited to say that we have 100 percent secured a spot for roger at the race and I get a new tattoo, so it's a win all the way around for me. <laughs> so the tattoo of Colin's face is going to be where on your body exactly? I mean, I don't know. I haven't I, decided yet, but we got to figure out. The hard part is it's got to be incorporated into some sort of golden ticket. Well, I think I don't think I think when you get either somebody's name or their face, it has to go on your ass. I don't think tattoo allo- artists are allowed by law to put it anywhere yeah, the else. The only face you can do on your body. Uh, of somebody else would be like a kid on your neck, like when you're children. Yeah, but it has to um, be bad. Yeah. It, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it has to look you know, like... <laughs> Go ahead. So not, to, not to overstate the obvious, the unfortunate part is, is that there are already tattoos on my ass. 
Like on your ass, on your ass? I've known you for yes. 20 years. I didn't know you had tattoos Wait, on your ass. Okay, so let's, let's well, dig let's, into this a little bit. <laughs> let's all get over the first part. He used plural. The term was plural when he said the Are tattoos you talking about, on his ass. Like hold multiple. on. Are you talking about a back piece that like stretches into stretches your ass? Stretches onto your Not into, onto. Uh, yeah, I'm t- yeah, into yeah, ass so, region. All right, so <laughs> let's let's get some clarity to what's going on yeah, here. Yeah, please. So I have a, I already have a tattooed back piece that was a part of my life that was really really enjoyable, but is no longer. And it has been, we've got thirty hours into a yakuza half body suit. Okay, so you have a back tattoo that goes onto your ass. You don't have an ass tattoo. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Okay. 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 So it's way down. <laughs> so Got Colin's it. golden ticket Monopoly money face could be the first one like that was a, built as an ass tattoo. It could also go on the thigh, which is the joining it, of the butt and the thigh, which consequently <laughs> is the sexiest part of a woman's body, and, and simultaneously the, part. <laughs> the last part I want to see on a guy's body. <laughs> And we don't need to put Colin's face on my inner thigh because the hair that's going to grow is just not going to make that tattoo attractive. Sorry, I mean, that's probably not going to happen. You could like give him sideburns and like different like facial hair. You would be able to have fun with it. Uh, he could experiment with his own. Like, what It'd would be- I look like if? And then, hey, Roger, I need you to spend a week and let me know what I look like with a waxed mustache. <laughs> it could be like the uh, yeah. the little like magnet toy you get at the yeah, truck yeah, stop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh you shake gosh. it fresh and rebuild it. <laughs> oh, okay. Anyway. Okay. Bike, so, Rod, hmm, so, so bike racing. So we're Brett Capitine. We and again, just to beat that dead horse. Uh, super proud of Colin for actually stepping up and saying that. Yeah, I, you know, I think how many I, how many things have you done to the finish line that you didn't want to do, but you were too either like ashamed or unwilling to just be honest with the people that. Yeah, you it's know, hard because like you, there's a layer of I think with any anything that you, any endeavor you've taken on with a group of people, you never want to be the one that's like, I'm not doing it. So there's the group pressure, but then there's also like whatever pressures you put on yourself to, yeah, to follow through. So, um, but yeah, at the end of the day, I think, I think it was exactly the right choice. Um, because he wasn't having fun. So, so in talking with him though, because now he's jacked up about what's yeah, next. Yeah, he's super excited. And he goes, about... "I'm going to have the most bipolar racing year next year." Yeah, he wants to do enduro and gravel, gravel. riders. And you know, to me, all this is just about finding the joy in it, right? Yeah. Like, I and he and I had a conversation months and months ago about how training is joyful for me, um, and there's just that that joy of being able to go out on a bike and, and be in shape and do, do well. And so it's, it's just different. Right. And, uh, it's all supposed to be fun. And as soon as it's not fun, it's not the point. I had, um, this guy, Mark, who he'll be at Breck Epic. Also, Uh he's racing single speed. He won the Breck 100 single speed last year. So he's a monster. And I've had the joy of racing with him. I've talked about him on here before. He was like that super friendly guy on the race course, like overly friendly mm-hmm. at Battle of the Bear, where I'm like, dude, like we are racing, you know? Yeah, like we're supposed to want to kill each other. <laughs> yeah. He and I were warming up on Friday, pre-riding the course, or rather on Thursday, and he was like, oh, I'm so tired, man. I'm beat up. I'm tired. And I go, Mark, like you always say, like, duh, dude, you're a mountain bike coach. You ride 200 miles a week on a mountain bike. Like <laughs> yeah. you're always going to be tired. You're going to be beat up. And then uh, 
And fast forward to uh, Friday morning or Friday midday when we're out there warming up, and he goes by me. He has this big smile on my on his face, <laughs> and he goes by and he goes, "Dude, you see that smile?" And I go, "I I didn't know who you were for a second. <laughs> and he goes, "Man, you know what?" He goes, "I really appreciated you pointing that because he does coach and he coaches kids, you know, uh, up in Vale, and he always coaches them on mindset and on attitude and positivity, and then was struggling to reflect that in his own racing and." Uh, God, he was so joyful before the race. And even regardless of how he had finished, he was super jacked afterwards. We had great conversation afterwards. Um, and so you've got to be able to ride a bike with a smile. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean riding it the same as your buddy um, or as the group of guys you're listening to on a podcast. It means riding it your way. Yeah, so. I agree. So uh, sad, to, sad to have Colin not out there, um, but super glad that he just was uh, like, Totally, 100% true to himself, and and realized that it wasn't uh, his way for this year, and uh, and now I'm excited that we just have everything locked in. By you know, when you guys are listening to this episode, hopefully on the day it comes out, we'll be um, one week from, well, a week and a day from lining up to start. Yeah. So I mean, what does that what does that mean for you guys in terms of uh, there's I, I, I struggle most with once I get to an event that I've been building up for, mm-hmm. my like, cool, okay, well, then what's the next one? Yeah. You know, and never like sitting in the minute, you know, yeah. and enjoying it. And I know at least for Harley and I, Breck Epic will be the last thing until we'll do a fun race. We'll do the we'll giddy, do up, giddy up. But it's going to be a fun race. It's yeah. not going to be, we're not going to sit training necessarily yeah. for weeks on end um, and don't necessarily know Roger's plan after the Epic. So this could very well be a very good punctuation point on the year, yeah. which and is going to force us to season, sit in it. Yeah, yeah we got to live with it. Um, yeah, right, so... We've talked at ridiculous lengths, like why I'm doing it, why you're doing it. Roger, apart from me uh, browbeating you into it, uh, <laughs> what, <laughs> uh, which just holds the theme of our friendship, um, of me suckering you into doing ridiculous things. Um, what are you doing? I was trying to solve a problem. Yeah, well, anyway. How about you focus on this, this problem? Hey, Roger. <laughs> uh, squirrel. Yeah. We need to overnight you some Adderall. Uh, no. So the question is, you know, what what is Breck Epic? Like, what's the meaning? Is there a meaning it, or is it is there a greater meaning behind it other than just doing a bike race? At first, it was Harley swashbuckled me into something else, but it's kind of taken on a life of its own with me. You know, it's been. Well, we spoke about it. I mean, it was it was almost a year ago. I mean, it was in August last year. Yeah, almost a year ago to the day. And I told you, no, I'm not doing Leadville again. But here we are. You're not doing, doing Leadville. It. Not doing Leadville. <laughs> but it's almost as if this is much as a nod to, to Justin about what's the next event. This is six rides back to back. Six big rides. Yeah. And they're not simple rides. They're 40 plus miles, several thousand feet of climbing, a lot of effort, a lot of food's going to get consumed. But every day is a new event. Mm -hmm. So we get six days of literally testing not only our mental stability and fortitude, but how far we can actually push ourselves beyond maybe what we ever thought. I've never done a stage race, much less a mountain bike stage race. So when I really started to get my head wrapped around what this was going to be, the intrigue more became about 
asking myself, can I do it? Do I physically have the ability to do it? And so far, outside of the crash that I had July 4th, I, I, I believe that I am 100% prepared for the abuse that my body's going to take for what theoretically could be as much as 30 hours in a week. Yeah, it's going to be a big week. Um, is there any part of you and this? So I've, I've gone through a range of emotions, um, everything from it's a bike race to man, that's just a, a six day mountain bike trip with my bros. Like, is there any, is there any part of it that I don't want to say not taking it seriously, but is there any part of it that, um, is, it's just that break from life. Like at the end of it, you get to go on a trip to Colorado with your bike and go stay at a pretty nice little condo up in a pretty cool town and ride your bike on pretty sick terrain for six days. Well, I, I haven't had a vacation technically since Leadville right. of any sort. And I've been logging in mass amounts of hours at the shop. Mm-hmm. So I'm at a point right now where if I don't take a vacation, I'm probably liable to go postal. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so, so you need like, to channel that energy somewhere. I, I do. And it's much like when I, when I came up there for Memorial Day weekend, you know, there's a point where I'm chasing Justin the rabbit and that's a lot of fun for me because, well, Justin, frankly, you're fast. And <laughs> you're a hell of an athlete. Now I'm going to credit that with, I turned 51 this year. I don't think I'm doing half bad keeping up with somebody that's not only a very talented athlete, but a gym owner and really motivated to win. And a bit younger. Uh, I'm I'm comfortable with not nearly all as good looking those enough. challenges. But there also came a point where I do get to ride with friends. I get to be around people that I don't normally get to be around, and I get to have it in a way that's going to be loads of fun, loads of suffering, loads of pain. But there's going to be a great big reward every single day. Yeah. That to me that pays off huge dividends. Heck yeah, man. And I, I think, I think each one of us is like, there's no way that you're not going to be on course for 20 to 30 hours over the course of six days and come out with some, some different perspectives. I think that's one of the things we're looking forward to most is like, I do some of my best problem solving on my bicycle and that many hours, that many days in a row to just think about stuff to take your mind off of being tired, being hungry, being sore. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to split the atom while I'm, while I'm doing this bike race. <laughs> the, it's possible. And, and I think given the circumstances and, you know, just everything that's going on this year for everybody, mm-hmm. combined with just the sheer mountainscapes and the terrain and the, the places where we're going to get to ride is going to lend itself to a completely different perspective as to maybe who we are as people and as riders and how we interact with all those things that are going on. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's going to have, I think bigger, I think it's one of those races you come out the other side and you're a little different. Well, the, the the facts are kind of in, look at the register, the registrants, like, I've seen a lot of people that do it multiple times over. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of people like Roger just said, you know, Leadville done, check, move on. Yeah. You know, it didn't draw it back in. And I have some people that I know quite well who are very accomplished racers 
who could very easily just move on to the next thing. Like, well, now it's the Cape Epic. And mm-hmm. then it's, you know, and these guys are back for it each time. In a race that's been able to go on for as long as it has with only three rules, yep. the most basic rules, without a ton of fanfare. Like, there's not a lot of fanfare here. Did you pull up the rules? I, did, I was just looking at the rules. And we, should, we should read off the rules. Do you know the rules, Roger? The rules are very funny. <laughs> the rules are great. And so to have a place or have a, a, an event where people do come back time and again, it, it helps you to realize, like, oh, this is, this is legit. Yeah. I see what this is all about. Yeah, I think we're also getting to do it in a unique way. This is the last year that there's, I've heard some rumors and none of them are confirmed, but I think this is the last year that it'll be owned by the people that own it. Which, you know, that always comes, it comes twofold, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it means that it'll probably become, could have a lot, a lot of other aspects to it that are awesome. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, I'm so good. But, you know, maybe not these just three rules. Here are the three rules for the Breck Epic. Rule number one, don't be a dick. This yep. really covers a lot of ground. <laughs> it really does. Subsection to rule number one, rule 1.1. Are you now serving or have you ever served a USADA or WADA suspension? If so, you're out. Okay. Anybody, anybody that's curious, that rule was written. For one person. Written for one person. Rule number two. So rule number one, if you're tracking, trending here, don't be a dick. Rule number two, wear your helmet. And rule number three, don't litter in our beautiful backcountry. Seriously. That's, That's it. it. Those are the rules. Like that's it. You know, and this is a this is a race sanctioned by USAC. So you get points on this. This is yeah, a this legit is, this USAC race. UCI points on the line. Like there's going to be some heavy hitters out there. So this is a race that means something internationally with ranking you as mm-hmm. a cyclist, and they have three rules. Yeah. One of which <laughs> uses the word dick. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, and not referencing Richard. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's. Uh, I. I think. I think if it does get sold or bought or whatever the case is, I think it'll lose a little bit of the uh, the punk rock grassroots, you know, cut off jeans and a flannel kind of vibe that it has right now. Um, yeah, but, but we'll probably get a lot more free goo, goo packets or waffles. You know what, man? I can afford goo packets and waffles. Well, you know, maybe um, uh, maybe not after six days of being away from your business racing bikes, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, how do we feel about? I mean, I I've talked to both of you about this. I've already got the buckle. I just need to finish the race. Right. Um, but like what, what, so you and I have talked, uh, Justin and I have talked, you know, your, your, your big goal, your a goal is the day before. Right. Breck Epic starts podium, yeah. single speed level. I'm guaranteed to walk into the Epic smashed, tired. just tired, just nuked. You know, so but- how does, I mean, you're, I'm sure you're struggling a little bit with just going to do an event. Because at the end of the day, day one, you're not going to be in a a leading position. I'm going to tell you guys this right now. I have every reason to back out of this event. So in the last calendar two weeks, Uh my employee who's worked my most hours, Uh so most hours on on the schedule, is moving back to Ohio and taking with him another installation of E3. We're going to open up a a gym in Ohio. Um, Super cool, but... Really cool. Uh, and this had come up, you know, a couple of months ago, my race schedule was planned in January, mm-hmm. right. And mapped out even before January for the entire year. So, I mean, you told me I was doing the Epic last August <laughs> also. So don't like worry. I, did, I feel Roger, like I did that to a few people. I, I got swashbuckled too, their Flanders. And, uh, <laughs> so just in the last two weeks, um, that became a reality because his time to leave 
became it's soon. real. No, he's already gone. He, oh, that's right. He left. So like we're, we're taping an E3 today because we want this cool location to mix it up. No, we're taping here because I got here at 4 a.m. and I'm going to be here till 7 p.m. <laughs> and I have this tiny little window to either do bench press or tape a podcast. So here we go. Yeah. Right. Um, as I look at my schedule right now for the week of the Breck Epic, I'm pulling it up on docs right now and showing it to Harley. But as I look at the schedule for what we're trying to accomplish, I have more red X's on that week than I have names. And those red X's are not, I have no solution for them. Right. So it is like, like what are you, you can't close your gym? Like, so it's hyper selfish to say, oh, I'm canceling sessions so I can go race bikes yeah. with my buddies in the woods. Like in the world of business coaching, if an owner tells you that, you might want to say, hey, it might be a time to move on. And right. get <laughs> totally. So I have every reason to say I should not do this. And I can't. And I have every reason to say I'm not going to start a race when I'm already in the back seat because I've just exhausted myself on a 100-mile single-speed race, which I'm going from I want to be on the podium to I want to be on the top box of the podium. Right. All right. And this is a podium I won't even get to stand on because I'm going to be in Breckenridge. I can't even be there for the podium. Right. So I have every reason to say I'm not going to do this. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not wired that way. Uh, I just am not. I'm fortunately too dumb, right? Too stupid to know you can't. There it is. <laughs> hey, that shirt's available, by the way. I saw that you launched your store. Uh, so I'm going to line up on Sunday, and I'm going to forget that the day before I rode 100 miles on a single speed. I don't care what my body feels like. Yeah. There is nothing you cannot do in the short term. There is no, First off, I have thousands in thousands of milligrams of CBD. Thank you, Color Up Therapeutics. <laughs> right, just, just all the... So we do have a bathtub in the condo, so... I'll be taking a bath on just Saturday just fire night. out like four CBD bath bombs and soak in it. But what this race means to me is, uh, and why it's important, and why even walking into it, saying I'm in the back seat, that the only thought I have now with all of those hurdles, honestly, is... Should I just race it on my single speed so I don't have to worry about another bike? <laughs> That's my thought. Should I just race this some bitch on a single speed because hell, I just spent the day on it. I'm comfortable here. Have you ever heard the uh, the saying, "If you're going to be dumb, you better be tough"? <laughs> That's the biggest thought yeah. I have right now. Yeah. Not the lodging and not my staffing problem and yeah. not how it's going to all work. Um, should I do it on the single speed? Yeah. That's what makes. That's yeah. what makes this the event that it is yeah. for me. And yeah. to be a part of it with you guys, like, yeah. I couldn't walk away. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that you're not. Um, so, yeah. Man. Roger, what do you think? Should I just do it on the single speed and say hell with it? <laughs> I, against my better judgment, I would be half tempted. I would be 75% of the way tempted to tell you to do it on your single speed. Can you please not take the overinsured backdoor route? Tell me what you want me to do. One answer. No percentages. I got, I got Doc Brown over here. Doc Flanders. <laughs> I would tell you to take both bikes and see what you feel in the morning. Ah, that's oh. a safe answer. Race single speed, bitch. No, oh, it's not. This is coming from you. No, no, no. Hold on. <laughs> at least give me a fair shot at defending it. No, no, no. Oh, no, no. Uh, as a single speed, you've been killing it. Right. But you've also been doing single day events on a single speed. You're, You're talking about stringing seven events seven, together, which seven is going to get you 350 miles 
I say just bring that 32 tooth and call it a day. So <laughs> Harley asked me earlier, he goes, do you think Abby's going to come up on the last day and hang out? Would she want to ride up with Molly? When they, and I said, Harley, it's, I'm just wondering what I'm doing tonight, bro. <laughs> and so I'm approaching the Epic with absolute and complete, like I'm abandoning all thoughts of tomorrow every day. Right? Like, so when I wake up on Sunday, I'm just going to race Sunday. And I'm going to forget about, like, there's no point in this race where I'm going to strategically say, let's hold back and see how you feel. I'm going to do no. it that dumb. I'm not talking about how you physically feel. I'm talking about your mental state. What oh. do you feel like racing on that day? Because with a single speed, you've admitted that you have to have a different, it is you a different have mindset. have a different pedaling style. No, I know. But I'm thinking that by already being in the back seat, having done Leadville the day before, that a geared situation, these guys have been primed, ready. They're probably tapered. They're mm-hmm. ready to hammer. All single speeders are weirdos. Yeah. And they're all tired all the time. All the time. And I know for <laughs> sure that Mark is lining up. Yeah. And he's going to be tired because, Mark, you spend a lot of time training with the kids anyway. Yeah. You probably did 100 miles a day before, too. I don't know. I'm thinking about it. I'm playing with it. But by thinking about that only, it's helping me to not think about, well, how do I even do it in the first place? Yeah. I'm making the problem already two steps removed from the most obvious. And then the most obvious will just figure itself out. Right. Huh. Right. Like Roger, do you really care about how you're getting to Colorado or do you just care about the first day of racing? You'll find your way to Colorado. My thoughts kind of the same way. Dude, right. My petty van is going to make it whether I got to push it. He does have a new, st- like a, a stab me van. No, I know there's you. There are can, no windows. Can I make a thing. recommendation? Just cut one window in it. <laughs> just one, just one, like <laughs> cut one window. <laughs> Like, golly, because you are one Jolly Rancher tattoo on your palm away from not being oh alive. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. Ouch. Oh, uh, my goodness. All right. Uh, there's always been the rule, though, no tattoos past the cuff or butt or past the collar. Uh, hey, Roger, be, the last two weeks left or, week or so, um, what's one thing on the forefront of your mind with training that you're going to continue to do, and what's the one thing you're going to start to back away from? Is there anything like that for you? Eat smart, ride smart, and don't crash. Good, yeah. Stop crashing, dude. Yeah. I did it once. That's and one it, too many times. Way it, too close to an event. Well, yeah. It's my finger still looks like a I mean uh, so Colin and I rode Saturday night. Saturday yeah, Saturday night. And he always beats me on the downhills. The guy's a killer descender. Um, but I very, very consciously was riding at thirty to forty percent downhill speed just because this close to break epic i would i really want to stay safe i did a final ride last week at north table on the single speed mm-hmm. and, and i freaking <laughs> washed out a corner at 25 yeah and went down and i'm like that was really dumb mm-hmm. and i popped up and scuffed a little like in cap on a handlebar and a tiny little bit of my shit and i was like i don't know how i came out of that unscathed but sweet let's yeah. go yeah for sure um yeah time to be smart boys time yeah definitely smart. Um, start planning, start thinking. I mean, I think taper starts probably on Monday from like the, what is that? Like the, I don't know, the fourth or something like that. And then we just got to, it can be a little bit of a coast to that Saturday. Except for you, cause you gotta go race Leadville. Yeah, no, I, in, in, you know, we all taper differently. Right. Mm-hmm. And we have to do it differently. Um, and so, you know, so we'll be on our own plans, but you know, it's going to be, the house is going to be interesting. It's going to have an energy to it because I, I feel like it's going to be a quiet, focused house yeah. more than anything else. Yeah. And I, I think we'll, I, I, 
I would love to sit down at the at the end of each day and just like everybody just kind of have like a little like chat. Yeah, and no, record it. You yeah. Know? Because I think every day perspective is going to change. Yeah, no, we we will do that. So what we'll end up doing is, is having a little segmented, kind of like a little uh, patchwork piece podcast yeah. here covering it when we get done. So. Yeah, definitely. Um, is that going to do us for today? Yeah, that's going to do. So really the, the takeaways were in the next two weeks or so, next week or so, Harley can no longer get pulled over by the police on his bicycle. <laughs> Roger can't crash. And I have got to deal with my inner demons between bike choice. Yeah, definitely. Flip a coin, Justin. <laughs> that's that's a that's you can't argue with that logic. That, Just let fate handle it. This is not a bad idea. Um, so uh, Roger, we'll see you on sometime on the ninth. Yep. And then we'll roll up to Breckenridge and we'll be doing a big event, boys. Looking forward to it. Looking Thank forward you. to coming back to this podcast and lending a little bit of light. Yeah. So um, we're going to wrap up for today, but we do, I think the last uh, episode, we were maybe a little negligent in our housekeeping and didn't really give any of our sponsors a shout out. Yeah. So let's go through this a bit. First off, uh, we just slurped it down. Nixon's Coffee House helping <clears throat> us out. We so just good. each took down an Americana during this episode. Thank you guys. Also, Roger, you haven't got yours yet. They're sitting here on my desk at E3, but Junk Headbands came through huge and got custom no rider on headbands for all team riders and all team affiliates. So anybody who bought our gear mm -hmm. ended up with headbands as well. We're still distributing those. And so um, they're awesome still, hands down, once I got onto junk headbands. You I'm wouldn't think there. that there could be a lot of technology in a headband, right? but I've got other headbands and I've got that headband. Right. And it's vastly different. Listen, like we have a close friendship, but I really don't need selfies of you. And you've sent me two headband selfies talking about how much you like it. <laughs> hey, whatever, man. So those two for sure. Thank you guys. Yep. Um, Crank Brothers, Continental, Color Up. Um, I always leave people off. Orbea, Shram. Um, who else? Thank you guys. Yeah, thanks. Thanks everybody. I mean, it's it's been a long road since January to get here, and uh, we're one thing we are working on is some discount codes to to start giving out. So yeah, we um, are, and we'll do we'll end up doing a sponsored episode uh, here shortly. I think for junk because they've gone yeah. out of the way. But mm -hmm. if you are still listening to the episode and the dis the duration of this podcast right. episode didn't push you away, yeah. if you go onto Junk Headbands and go up onto their website, if you use the discount code No Ride Around. That will give you 10% off any order from Junk Headbands, and you can order our custom headband, or you can order one of hundreds of different designs. Yeah. But no ride-around will, will lump you 10% off there. There you go. And then we're working on a on a, a, a web discount code for, uh, for Crank Brothers, but um, Denver listeners, if you come into the store and reference the podcast, um, I can give you 10% off of Crank Brothers and Continental Tire purchases. So... Um, we'll get that up and running for everybody else, but for now here in Denver, um, we can do a little, little opportunity at the store. Guys, if you're still here, hop out on your bikes today and go and think about this. Think about what is it about bike riding that I love? Um, because we watched a close friend of ours be honest with himself about that. And I think we're going to start to learn to be even more honest with ourselves in the coming days of this race. What do you love about this thing? And put that on the forefront of your mind when you're pedaling. Shoot us an email. Love it. All right, guys. Roger, thanks for taking the time, buddy. Thanks for having me. You guys be good. See you next week. Don't wait. You're not done. So get the fuck out. Don't wait. You're not done. So 
Get the fuck out! Yo, wait!